Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Many of these Steelers writers seem to want to shy away from, like, this wild speculation and coming up with, like, fun ideas and kind of these outside-the-box, zany uh, possibilities for them. But it just seems like one of the things that many of them agree on right now, early in this offseason, is that a Deontay Johnson trade is not a bad idea and, and also something that the Steelers' history would tell you that they would do. That it's something that is in their DNA. That they know when to get rid of a receiver and then draft or bring in his replacement. There's a reason why, other than Johnson, I think Antonio Brown and Heinz Ward are the only two wide receivers in the Ben Roethlisberger era and onward that have received a second contract from the team. They are. They know when to get out of a deal, player becomes too expensive, we're good at drafting receivers, we can get his replacement. And that seems to be the um, the evidence that is being used by people like Brian to suggest that this is very much on the table with the Steelers this offseason. It's it, one thing for us to kind of throw it out there, but like the conservative insiders seem to want to speak this into existence with a Deontay Johnson Maybe we deal. talk about it and then they start thinking more about it and say, you know, those wild and zany radio guys have a point. Um I also think that a subplot or a, one of the other aspects of the should they trade Deontay conversation is sort of the tacit acknowledgement from those very same insider types that there's really only enough room for one football, for one wide receiver in an Arthur Smith offense, that it's so running back heavy that it prioritizes the tight ends to such a degree, multiple that is, not just Fryermuth, but presumably Mount Washington, that really you need George Pickens as the alpha dog, and then you need just a kind of cast behind him. I know Corey Davis had some good numbers while A.J. Brown was there, but they weren't, like, overwhelming, especially since Corey Davis was a top-five pick. Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown was the man. Corey Davis was a solid second, but it just feels to me like when people talk about trading Deontay, they aren't doing it in just a vacuum of, oh, good, sound football move. They're saying if you keep both of them on the roster next year, one of them's going to be unhappy because of the very nature of how Arthur Smith likes to call offense. And you've got a player in Johnson who's going to be going into his contract year. So he's going to be really agitated, wanting to make sure the numbers are there so when he hits the open market, somebody is willing to back up the truck. Again yep, and him. I think that that colors the opinion of the insiders too. Because they're around Johnson every day. They know what his personality's like. 
they saw the way he acted and moped around this year and some of the things that he did, uh, not going after that loose ball in Cincinnati, celebrating a touchdown when they're getting blown out, uh, coming out. And you know, you've got guys who, when they talked about the lack of leadership and the way that this team was not in any way uh, similar to the, the great Steelers teams from 10 or 15 years ago, they would usually it seemed like they were talking about the two wide receivers, Pickens and Johnson, as the players that did not heed Mike Tomlin's message and uh, were disruptive, disgruntled players. So, look, I was thinking about this before the show because you said yesterday, you know, you put out there just flippantly, could they trade him to the Chiefs for a second-round pick? Coming off the season that Johnson had, 51 catches, 717 yards, and five touchdowns, making, uh, for the team that traded for him, it would only be $10 because the Steelers would have to eat some dead money. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd get a pick for him, Chris. Not even the 95th pick, which I don't. is practically a fourth. I don't. You the, don't think of Omar Khan shrewd that he, he wouldn't say this to his own players. You don't think he says to Brett Veach, hey, Brett, his numbers stunk because look at our quarterbacking situation. The guy when he had well, he was ben hurt Ro- too. The guy when he had Ben Roethlisberger was a thousand plus yard receiver and was very was highly productive. He could also I'm I'm not I understand like that Brett Veach's response would be the numbers are the numbers and then Omar Khan would say hey put on the tape is he open or is he not but, open on every play right but if you're the Chiefs and you prove that you don't need Tyree Kill to win Super Bowls, do you want to give up a pretty good pick for somebody? who right now does not have the best reputation around the NFL and is going to want to put up his numbers. I mean, how bad is his reputation around the league? Seriously. Because if a lot of it is a function of, was I getting the ball enough, basically, I'm frustrated with my quarterback play, I don't know how other teams might view him. They might just say, for example, if you're the Chiefs, bring him in. He's Mr. Mr. Reliable. Yeah, but I think there's a – Chris, I think there's a difference between, okay, we'll get him into our – We'll get him into our facility, and he'll have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid calling plays, and he'll put up numbers. And some of the baggage that comes with him and his demands to put up numbers and stats, we'll deal with that if we're giving up a fourth or fifth round pick. Mm. When you're talking about a second or third, that's a different story. I think when you're talking about the 95th pick in the draft for Deontay Johnson and the Steelers are covering some of the money, they have to eat it, and it's only $10 million, which is less than you paid MVS. I think it would be okay, let me ask, rational for them. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that Deontay Johnson's a better receiver than Brandon Cooks? I think he's much closer than you would suggest. But do you think he's better? Even. I think they're almost the same player. Okay, so they're fair enough. I'll, I'll, For the sake of argument, I'll agree with you on that. Okay. Cooks got traded from Houston to Dallas with two years left on his deal last offseason, coming off a year where he put up almost similar numbers in Houston's offense because they had the same problem as the Steelers. They didn't get good quarterback play before uh-huh. Stroud showed up. Dallas gave up a fifth and sixth round pick for him. Which is if you combine them into one pick, maybe a fourth. I mean, I can't explain that one. And they got two years of them. I, I can't explain that one other than to say Brandon Cooks gets traded so much that maybe there's just a usually he was, effect. For years he was getting traded for firsts. He I know. was getting traded for top picks. I still think you can get the 95th pick at bare minimum for him. Like, and I think the Chiefs would be willing to court the headache for a guy that, frankly, has proven a lot more in the NFL than Kadarius Tony. Well, I was just, just going to ask you. With. Maybe they've learned their lesson. But do from they think the Deontay's? Do they think Deontay's a headache compared to him? Not only was we, we talk about 
Deontay jo- uh, Johnson having some drops, especially two years ago, not so, not as much this past year. Kadarius Tony had like one game where he had a season's worth of drops. He was dropping the ball directly into oh, Brian Branch's hands. They led the league in drops during the regular season, and then magically, once the playoffs started, everybody caught every ball. It was insane. It was like your Jamar Chase theory that he was dropping balls in his rookie preseason on uh, purpose to dummy the rest of the league into thinking he stunk. No, I just I think that they would view Deontay Johnson as a much lower risk than a Kadarius Tony. Like Tony said, "Oh, they I'm not hurt. They don't want me playing." Like Johnson's hey. biggest crimes in Pittsburgh are. Being pissed at Mitch Trubisky, who sucks, and being pretty openly frustrated with Kenny and vouching for Mason Rudolph, with whom he scored points. I just think most of those problems go away when you are playing with the greatest quarterback of all time, potentially. It just seemed like there was a toxic nature to the Steelers' offense late in the season, and most of it came from out of the wide receivers' room, and they hired a coach. Wait a minute. Was it toxic because those guys were – hold on, because this is what frustrates me. Were they causing the toxicity, or was the lack of quarterback play, quality quarterback play I don't causing blame, it? I don't blame Trubisky or Pickett for the lack of hustle plays and the way those guys acted in those games. It, it, it obviously was a reason why they did it, but that's still not reason enough to act. Okay, it doesn't excuse their behavior, but does their behavior happen if they are... For ex- I'll just ask you this. Did you see any of that from them when Rudolph took over? Uh, No. In fact, you saw them doing the opposite. Johnson with a hustle play, to act, an inadvertent one, but a hustle play to touch the ball out of bounds. But, but, Pickens finishing But you locks. don't think that Rudolph is going to be their starting quarterback this year, so what would lead you to believe that those behavioral issues would go away if you brought them both back? Well, that's why I would be open to trading Deontay Well, Johnson. that's why I'm saying I think, I think these, these insiders are hinting at a Deontay Johnson trade because they know that it's more likely than not that Pickett is their starting quarterback and that Johnson is going to want to put up numbers, and I don't and blame him do for it. this. And he probably won't do it Because he wants offense. to get paid again. Yes. It's not going to happen in this offense, so he's not going to be a happy camper. Yeah, I, I'm not disputing any of that. I just The thing I am going to put just keep pushing back against is I'm not going to blame a receiver who, frankly, has more of a track record in this league than the quarterback who's going to likely be throwing him the ball if he's here next year for being frustrated by it. I'm just I'm not going to default to ah diva wide receiver being a diva wide receiver. What do you expect? They got some of the most inept quarterback play in the league for the majority yeah, of last but, season. But, but Johnson was Johnson was doing this stuff even went before. Pickett took over as the quarterback. Was he doing it when Ben was here, though? No. No, not really. He wasn't. Who is Ben most analogous? Who, which quarterback of Ben, Trubisky, Pickett, even Rudolph, is Patrick Mahomes most analogous to? Ben. Yeah. Because he's great. I just don't think that it would be a problem for him elsewhere. I think he would be, and an, to the discussion we're having, I think that makes him an attractive trade candidate and possibly worth more in a deal than otherwise would be expected. Well, Even with the Brandon Cooks comp, which I'll, I'll concede the point, it's a good comp by you. Uh, I don't think the Steelers would trade him for that little. I think I think they would even put up with the potential um, difficulties of having him back for another year if that's all they could get for Johnson. I think in that scenario, they would ride it out with him. But it's he didn't participate in any training camp stuff because he thought that he was going to get an extension from the Steelers, and he did. I don't see any way he gets another deal from this team. I would agree with that. Like, they're going to prioritize Fryermuth, I think. They're going to prioritize... Well, they're going to give Harris a fifth-year deal that's not going to come with any extension off of that, but 
Mason Rudolph even. I mean, I just I don't see it very high on their list of priorities. No, I think they no, I I don't think it is. By the way, so he's uh, going to want to protect himself just like he did last time. I I don't I, I, think I don't think gonna it's going to de- I don't think it's going to go over as well this summer is what I'm saying. I think he's going to get dealt. Uh, by the way, point of order, the Chiefs when they acquired Tony, who was a first round pick of course, uh, by the Giants, the 100th pick, a third rounder, so the 100th pick and then a sixth rounder. Yeah, I know, and I think that people will bring, who had who had done nothing. Well, to that and point. I think people will bring up Chase Claypool and say, if you could get the the thirty second overall pick in the draft for Chase Claypool, why can't you get a second for Johnson? Because for as little as I think, or we all think of Claypool, he was much younger, and there were there were more years left on the contract, and they were there were cheap years. I think this he, is one year at ten million. I'll go on the record as well. They paid MVS eleven million. I mean, the only difference there is MVS when he actually catches the ball is a true deep threat. Deontay's more of a guy who's an underneath wiggle run after the catch. I will go on record as saying this: I think if he does get traded, and my gut's telling me that he will, the debate's going to end up being more about can they get either pick sixty four or ninety five, and not can they even get ninety five for him from the if it's to the Chiefs. All right. I mean. So, I just I, I put myself in a GM shoes. If my two options were I give up a third, a second or third round pick for Deontay Johnson, and then keep him for a year and extend him or just ride him out as a rental, or I can not give up a pick and I can sign Tyler Boyd for like three years, twenty one million dollars or something like that. I'm gonna, well, it'll be it'll be more expensive. What than if, that. hold on but though? You know what I mean. Hold on though. If you're Brett Veach, what stops you from doing the following? Because it took Rashi Rice, who I think is going to be really good, a little while to to accom- like assimilate into that offense and figure it out. What stops you from bringing in Deontay Johnson, who's probably turnkey for one year, understanding that's what you're doing, drafting another receiver still, and then hey, Johnson helps you three peat. It's worth the squeeze. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.